0: We welcome you once again to Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince Podcast MVP Special MLS Cup Edition. We will be here all week. We will be covering every drop of LAFC Philadelphia Union at Bank of California Stadium with Vince LaRosa. I am Max Preto. So we'll be here at Performance Center to get you all the latest on the club. We will talk about every angle with this team. We will preview. We'll even get some predictions, I'm sure, at some point and wherever it is this is mls cup i can't believe it's actually here but it is it's a little surreal it's i know we're gonna get a lot more excited the closer saturday gets but i'm already excited right now it's
1: ramping up yeah you it's, feel it it's only tuesday but it's like slowly ramping up you can start to feel it uh the the lights are on as they say it's getting very bright around here i'm gonna try you know what i'm gonna try to do since we're gonna be so much in and around the team maybe one of the players let me just stay at their house
0: that's a great to idea. see how it's going Embedded.
1: Uh, but no, this is, this is awesome, and i got to give a little credit to uh, Sarah Takata, who was head of broadcast for LAFC. When we were talking on Sunday, we were like, okay, MLS Cup, what do you want for the podcast? She goes, let's do a podcast every day. And immediate, immediately in my head, I was like, that's the answer. That's what you should be doing. So instead of just one podcast for you guys, we're going to have at least four, maybe five. I don't know. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. You're going to be sick of us by the time of this. But yeah. we got to bring you everything leading up to this because it's MLS Cup final.
0: It is MLS Cup Final, the first for LAFC. Remember what Adrian Healy said when Diego Rossi scored against the Seattle Sounders in the first game? You'll never forget your first, and you won't. And it's. Only I like s- that
1: you forgot that line. I did? You always remember good. your first. <gasps> oh! Broadcaster, Adrian's going to call you and go, how thing. dare you, Max? I know all your calls verbatim.
0: <laughs> Adrian's really good at turning phrases, so uh, that's not his first. It won't be his last. I think he wrote that one down before, right? May have may have written that down. And that's fine. Well. The delivery was good enough that it didn't matter. But
1: there's somewhere there's somewhere you can time. tell somebody writes it down and you go, eh, you had yeah. that in your back pocket.
0: Famous famous call in LAFC legend and lore. And remember, the Western Final was Sunday. So this is six days. And I remember I was telling you, wouldn't it be great if we had two weeks? And I slept on it. And I go, it wouldn't. Because I remember when I worked at ESPN and we had Super Bowl week. And into that second week, you're like, what do you want to cover? I'm like, I don't know. Right. Uh, it seems good at, at the Cam time. Newton's underwear. I don't know. I have no idea. Tom Brady's uncle Steve, who has a junkyard in El Segundo. <laughs> that was actually Sanford and Son. But it doesn't matter. I had no idea what to cover that second week. Tom Brady's uncle does not have a junkyard in El Segundo.
1: No, I just love that our references are
0: so outdated. <laughs> That's a dangerous game to they're play. They're outdated,
1: but they're like you. Sanford and Son's even too old for you.
0: uh. Still airs on. I blame. Uh, TV I blame. Land. I blame. It's it's the music we like. Yes.
1: <laughs> we're eclectic music guys. We do like modern music, but we definitely go deep deep cuts.
0: Like the Sanford and Son deep yeah. song. Everyone knows who Sanford and Son is, right? Fox. One of my
1: favorite albums that I have. L. A. Legend. Sun House album. That's wow. That's deep you're cut. Going way back. Sun House is. You like blues? Acoustic guitar blues. Sun House. Hey,
0: we'll we'll incorporate into the show. Uh, Vince's musical tip of the yeah. day. But we're here in uh, glorious Eastern Los Angeles. We're going to have a lot of special guests pop in to talk about MLS Cup, talk about getting there. Today, as we uh, will get those guests here shortly, today we're going to talk about how we got here and what happened on Sunday. and We'll preview a little bit MLS Cup. We've already said it on LAFC 360. Mm -hmm. Check that out on 110 YouTube. Good episode. Great episode. Uh, I've already called it the biggest MLS Cup final ever. So we'll preview this. It's worth the extra time. Because of the teams, mm-hmm. they have both been elite over the last few years, and now they both make their first MLS Cup final on the same year. The personalities, the coaches, everything is—it's yeah. a nicely play. This is what you hope for when you cover this league. We don't always get it. It's an MLS Cup, so it's always big, but this one's a little bit extra.
1: Yeah. Okay, so now I'm racking my brain to kind of think like what all the like kind of bites you need, all the all the cuts you need, and so like you said, great coach, two young coaches with interesting ideas. We got with that a very
0: high ceiling about where they're gonna yeah. if the if where they go next.
1: One versus one, we've got that. What I'm trying to think is obviously LAFC always have star power. Who is who would you say is the number one star on Philly? Yeah. And they have very good players. I don't want to. Di- I'm not saying discounting that, but when you talk about star power, it's more like the guy walks down the street, anyone could say, I know that guy.
0: Probably Andre Blake because he's 6'3", yeah. uh, statuesque.
1: Probably the most well-known player yeah. for them.
0: But yeah, it is a collective Philadelphia. But then so is LAFC. They have the star power, but it's like everyone's contributing. Uh, you know, seen that all the time. It's two very good teams. Two very good teams. So we're excited. It's going to be a great game. I think we're, we're guaranteed goals. Uh, you made a great point, which we'll talk about. These two teams have a distinct style, and they're going to stick to it. They're not going to adjust. They're not going to say, it's a final. Let's park the bus or whatever. We're not going to be different. We're not going to get cute. Mm-hmm. If we see that, it would be weird. These two teams that know who they are.
1: I would say that's another, like, just feather in the cap of why this, when you keep stacking it up, why this is going to be, I mean, as you put, your list. MLS Cup final, best MLS Cup final ever, is that. If styles make fights, these two teams definitely know their style, and it's like we have plan A. Plan B is actually to do plan A even better. So that that I think that makes for a great uh, matchup, especially in a one-off, right? It's not a series. It's not like you have time to wait. Like, oh, we'll hold stuff in reserve for the uh, the second leg. No, it's all got to be laid out right there, and you might as well go with what got you here.
0: What got us here was, oh, please rate, review, download, subscribe here. One Ten Football as well. Check them out, but check out the podcast here. Also, the video component, which you're probably watching right now. It's a good week on. to subscribe if you haven't. Yeah, subscribe. And we're listen when this is over on Saturday. There's a lot to look forward to in 2023, and we'll keep it going. Obviously, CONCACAF Champions League, and the new season starts in February. So When this is
1: over, Max and I get stuffed into a little cupboard, and we yeah. go
0: away like groundhogs. Little cupboard. Crawl up in a cupboard. But how did we get here? A three-settle victory over Austin FC. Should have been four. Should have been four.
1: Still don't understand why that was offset.
0: This was uh, – I don't want to toot my own horn, but toot, toot. On the 110 Football YouTube show, I said it was going to be a three-goal victory for LAFC.
1: You said 4-1, which which a lot of people are screaming, mostly um, Austin fans, that they deserved a penalty. So Max, I think you would have been right. So if we, on the uh, balance of things, Bwonga's goal should have counted, sure, you guys can have a penalty if you'd like.
0: Uh, 4-1. This was a, but I don't think it took a lot to see it coming. This was a triumphant LAFC coming off of the Galaxy, having that extra time to have a full practice, make it feel like a normal week, which Mm -hmm. they did. Austin FC, Punching above their weight all season, had a great campaign, won two play, had to play two playoff games to get here. And then awaiting them in L.A., having to make the trip after being in the, the, the very friendly confines of Q2 Stadium. They ran into a buzzsaw, and LAFC, oh, we said, May- I didn't know for sure, but I had a good feeling, maybe we'd see the best LAFC we've seen all season. And maybe with the exception of something that's ailed them about finishing great chances, which they left some they left some food on the plate, uh, they were magnificent. And even with the missed chances, they had three, mm-hmm. should have had four. We need a better explanation on that That disallowed Buongo.
1: Yeah, Buzzsaw might be the best uh, reference as we get a helicopter. That's probably for MLS Cup final.
0: Yeah, look at that. There's a guy hanging out of the helicopter. Is that Rogan Dino? No, it's not.
1: But you're right. So we... They got the two games at home. They probably were confident. I know Felipe, your new favorite uh, player. If, if if I got heat
0: with Felipe, if there's an MLS, the
1: MLS like a uh, celebrity boxing match, it has to be on that card. Has to be Max Bredos versus Felipe. Uh, <laughs> you want to see that? I you would probably kick my I would tail, would but I want I want to I wanna, I taste. Yeah, we'll give you like a few months to train,
0: get like get ready. Jake Paul on the phone.
1: The Cuban Hammer versus Felipe. Yeah. Let's go. But they no, they came in they came in pretty hot. They came in uh, a little maybe a little too high on their own supply, and literally from minute one, it was just like right into the buzzsaw. Cause that's what LAFC did. It was I, I'm telling you, it was one of those things where even though they didn't get their goal until the Chichos had her off the set piece, and they did create quite a lot of opportunities that maybe they left a little bit too much to be desired and should have finished them off. But I, I came into the game nervous because we're one step closer to MLS Cup final, but within ten minutes I was like soothed. Yeah. Just the soothed by the the, the way that LAFC was just suffocating Austin. They would not let them out of their own half. Uh, Austin definitely had a game plan to, um, if they were going to build an LAFC, as they like to do, will kind of uh, bisect the field and put you to one side or the other. They thought, okay, if that happens, guys, be ready to make a switch immediately, an early switch. Every time they did that, Cheeky or Ryan Hollingshead stepped up into the play. They won the ball. They, they controlled the space. They uh, definitely kept it very tight. And honestly, Austin's only refuge was to send long balls. To Giorgio Chiellini and Jesus Devin Rio who just ate them up oh, all, yeah. all game. And they said, We'll send it right back over your head. Right.
0: The one thing, uh, and we go back to the Galaxy game, is what was different about this LAFC team, which you could see the growth, is they are really unflappable. Even with conceding two leads to the Galaxy, they just kept going. I, I, just viscerally watching that team. Play the Galaxy if we go back to there and this is Mm -hmm. the applies same applies to Austin FC to the team that played Austin in the regular season at LA Galaxy the first time Mm -hmm. in the the league game once they saw some adversity they panicked they were they were looking around even when they faced some adversity adversity and very minimal adversity in Austin just missing some chances early on they just kept going and kept going and we spoke to Ilya Sanchez here and he said it that's how we are approaching this we are we, our heads are clear, we know what's at stake, we know we can do what we're capable of, mm-hmm. and it's one thing to preach it, but they practiced it. And in yeah. both these games, you saw that. No panic, just championship medal type squad.
1: It's the tenor of their head coach. Uh, I remember when a couple games went wrong, we'd get a few fans and say to me, you know what, I want Steve to be jumping up and down, screaming and yelling at the guys. I go, yeah, yeah but what does that do? That To me, that's just theater at that point. Like, if the game's gone wrong, like it did in Austin, you kinda of pack it in, you say, Hey, we weren't good enough this week. We'll got we gotta get back next week and and get into get back into the rhythm, get back into the way we play. And it's like Ilya says, Steve's the message is clear. Steve doesn't talk a ton. He says the message is clear, we all know what we're doing, and then from time to time when we maybe aren't doing the right thing, he's very sharp and direct with his communication and gets us right back in line. So it's like you don't have to be a screamy and yelly over-controlling when you know that everyone is on the same page, which they seem like they are both in the game plan, I, I would say even in the celebrations. Like, the way they celebrated this, they kind of arms up, like, we're going to MLS Cup Final, let's raise the trophy, raise – all right, back to the locker room because we know there's one more to go. And everyone just keeps saying one more to go. After the Galaxy game, two more to go. Like, it just – everyone is on the same page, and I, I, it, that comes from the top. It's a
0: bit, it seems a bit cliche when you say that, but it's not because they – they practiced it with the trophies. They, the, I don't want to say muted celebration. They enjoyed the moment. It's got to be very fulfilling. But it was just a business to go, this is, uh, this is unfinished business. It's like we're raise it on to the next. It was. That trophy presentation was like, hey, I go, I got emotional watching it. I really enjoyed it. But I think I enjoyed it by and large because teary- it was quick. It was like, oh, well, where is this? And that's what you want to see as a fan.
1: I got a little teary-eyed. When I they, got
0: emotional I got emotional the second time I watched it which is crazy. When
1: they were when they were passing it around in like the 80th minute and the olays started going and you just kind of saw Austin was like yeah. We've been beaten except for Felipe and Maxi Rudy, who were like we're going to take every chunk out of these guys that we can but I
0: got a little yeah. A little I got, I had I got to, emotional from Carlos watching Carlos Vela's reaction. It Must yeah. have been very fulfilling because he uh he wanted to take it
1: to the north end. He yeah. was like, "Do we have to do the thing right, yeah. right in the
0: field? Let's go out there." He should have he should have done an audible. But last two years were hard on Carlos Vela. Remember his contract situation wasn't really sewn up, so we didn't know. We were having these conversations. We don't know. To, to see that, the guy who was here from the beginning, the original LAFC player, to be able to do that, and the fans obviously respect and love him, and to share that moment was uh, was really special for me, and I just, it takes you back in time, and you put yourself selfishly in that situation where you started, and you're like, we talk about this to the supporters, it's, uh, it's very special. We've been here from the beginning to be there and say. And even if you came a year late, this is still the beginning. You could come in now. This is still the beginning. Mm-hmm. But come in from that very beginning point. He's, and see yeah, where it's he's grown. He's the cornerstone. Yeah, it was, I mean, he really is. We all are attached to Carlos in some way.
1: I mean, we've, we've you and I have talked about it. Like he's the first number ten. He's the cornerstone. Like when he leaves, and somebody will come back through. And it's one of the things I like about. This sport is the fact that we don't retire numbers, um, but the Can't next the next player to come through and wear number ten, it's gonna be a heavy, heavy jersey to put on.
0: Shirt is so heavy, it weighs. Which it should. Did uh, you have Carlos any, was any, tremendous. By Carlos me. was very good. Both I was actually, corner kicks that led to the first goals. You could say it's an own goal, but man, I thought Austin were just in disarray mm-hmm. defending, defending that a mistake was gonna happen, and that's where it happened. Yeah, I was
1: gonna say. So we've already kind of talked about the LFC's ability to step up. Uh, in the first game in the first playoff game against Galaxy first half they weren't able to do that, but to your point, they were able to say, we understand the game at hand, let's play the game that's here. Let's not try to push things in a way that will open us up or allow us to be open to chances And that was the right thing to do. Second half, I thought was a much better half and they were able to step up. but this this Austin game from minute one to minute 90, it was just they were in Austin's half the entire time. There was a little, reaction from Austin, I think, to start the second half when they, yeah, they, were able to get, they were able to get a couple corners, and that really wasn't, that's not LFC not being able to step up, it's just when the team gets a couple corners, it slows the game down, and that's where you have to be really, really focused, because if you, that's where teams can get back in a game, set pieces. Uh, if they were to give up a set piece there in those first 10 minutes, very different complexion, but they didn't, and then LFC went right back to work, yeah. and just buzzsaw, cranked up again, uh, the energy that they showed, I thought that was great, and then I want to add the off-the-ball movement, and Carlos is a part of that. It's all good. Every time that a midfielder had a second to look up, Bowanga and Carlos were just terrorizing that back line of Austin, which, might I add, you and I pointed out, if there's one thing that Austin maybe didn't have going for them, backline was a bit pedestrian.
0: Yeah. You called it, man, and especially the fullbacks, and that's where they went, and mm-hmm. that's where they found a lot of space. Uh, it was Denny Bowanga on the, the goal by Mahala, it was Buwanga just harassing yep. Gallagher. And he's like, he moved this way, and he moved. And he's like,
1: get out of my face. It's like back-checking back in hockey, it. It's just really getting was at him. so
0: annoying mm-hmm. in a good way. Gallagher hits it, pops in the air, bounces right in the path of Mahala. But that was in the end of the game. And uh, offensively, they were excellent. You said in the transition. Defensively, they were so good. Sebastian Driussi, who you could argue is a, was he there? the best player. He wasn't here. He reminded me of that meme by uh, John Travolta from Pulp Fiction where he's like looking around. Yeah. Looking for the ball, it was he was. There
1: was no angles lost. for service.
0: I saw them completely taken out of that game. We only saw him when they did like a courtesy shot to show. Hey, there's Sebastian Driussi.
1: I saw the pass map after. Did you get a chance to take a look at the Austin pass not, map? So the pass maps, it's like a it's it's like a matrix of the passes, and you see the average positions. And normally they have lines connecting the players, and the thicker the line means the more passes yep. they've gone to. them. Austin had multiple players that had zero lines going, multiple forward players that had zero lines going to them. Yes, they touched the ball in moments, um, but it had to be a recovery or a mistake by LAFC. They could not pass out the back. And that just is another testament to how much they suffocated them and really just threw their, their buildup out of whack.
0: Austin did not register a shot on target until the 80th minute. And it and was a, a it set was piece, an
1: and it was a center back. Cascante had three of their sh- six shots, and their only shot on target. Drew had one shot
0: way wide off target about 35 yards out (laughs) because not a recipe for success was their best offensive player if you do if you say that after the fact you, you know you're gonna win yeah you know you're gonna win and lafc did that with uh with relative ease and now they go to their first mls cup it's a bit i like the muted celebration because it's a business trip now even though it's not a trip best part that's the best part and achieving the supporter shield Really changed everything because we knew it would be different this year because LAFC and Philadelphia, for that matter, were so good at home Mm -hmm. that LAFC even having to get the supporter shield, and it's great to get that, uh, it's great to qualify for the CONCACAF Champions League, and sometimes lost in that as you get home field advantage because it's not taken so seriously because no one advances it. This is the first time in 19 years the one versus the one made it to MLS Cup, which is stunning because any other sport that's happened at least every three or four years. Right. So, this one's catered to chaos. LAFC overcame that, but that, I think, shows what a special team it is. Now, keep in mind, if Denny Buwanga doesn't score that goal in Portland, they win the West. Uh, We're packing our bags probably tomorrow to go to Philadelphia. Philadelphia never lost a game at home all season. Mm -hmm. So, all the details, every step in this path mattered so what you're telling me is the regular season does matter does matter at least this year it did but I the best part we might is see more of this moving forward because i think that ruling will, class is well, taking it say, very serious will,
1: will we because uh, aren't they already floating that there's going to be possible changes to the playoff format
0: yeah, yeah they want 30 games as opposed to what 13 so they they i understand wanting more in Contracted a lot of the playoffs you should have a bigger playoff this playoff is is an yeah. absolute sprint but you gotta protect the top seeds if you're gonna expand it. We'll see if that's... Yeah, something.
1: doing a World Cup. As much as I'm actually, and this is now off topic into what uh, the Athletic has reported that they're they want to ex- they want more games, more more value for Apple this does. time of the season because it goes so quick. And the idea that they're floating is a, a World Cup style tournament where you play some group games and then you move on to single eliminations. I'm actually not against that. I'm I'm down. Like MLS already does everything very different from the rest of the world, so why not have different playoffs? But it's just like. You've toyed with the playoffs so much, and then this year you finally seem to get it right, and we're already talking about how we're going to change it again.
0: If your new uh, primary broadcast partner wants more playoffs and they're and going to pay for it, you do what you got to yeah. do what they say. So I don't think you direct this at MLS, and maybe you do things differently, and maybe it just the season becomes one big playoff. We already have the League's Cup; it's going to be a World Cup style format. So maybe they're onto something. I'm fine with the expansion like you are, mm-hmm. and playoffs are good. And maybe you shorten the regular season, which a lot of times is criticized because the games don't feel as important, which they're not in many ways, although this year was a little different. We can pinpoint something in every regular season game, I think, for LFC, to how they got here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you've got to protect the teams at the top. And I think this year will go a long way there because MLS is going to have a showpiece event that they can should go to Apple and say, look at this. This was. This is what we want. This is great look at the personalities hopefully the numbers and the people that viewed would certainly uh fall into place as well uh but this is uh you know i've i've watched every mls cup final i think from the beginning i've been in 15 16 of them and wow some of them yeah i shouldn't have admitted that man i've been maybe to, not that many maybe, maybe 12 couple, or 13 i've been to a couple but man yeah i was there in uh kansas city when sporting played real salt lake you sub zero weather uh so many games that you were like eh, this was nice but mm-hmm. who's noticing this is going to get noticed
1: you were at the uh, were you at the Rapids FC Dallas
0: I was that was my first year at ESPN it was in Toronto and that was the game that changed changed the trajectory Dallas.
1: of the playoffs yeah, we can't have this
0: anymore yeah you had Rapids and that was a tough Dallas watch. playing in Toronto I think that's all you need to hear you had a tough game and a tough watch yeah it was two teams that didn't expect to be there yep so they played in that way mm-hmm you want the Super Bowl to be big. You want the World Series to be big. This is MLS Cup. It's big. We're going to preview that a lot more. Yes. Anything we left out? have got about we've Austin? got a
1: whole week. I think the only thing we left out maybe is just the the substitutions.
0: Oh yes, I, that, that goes back to Steve Cherundolo and, and how well he reads the game. The ESPN broadcast didn't mean to interrupt you, Vince, but the uh, the MLS broadcast and I have to give Taylor Twelman a text here. You know he was they weren't happy about the substitution early with Chicho coming out for Mahala. And then Vela, who had a yellow, would come out. Mahalo would score. All the, Sebastian Ibiaga, it, they, were, they did report it was a, a tactical move. Sebastian Ibiaga, who was, you know, he came here, diminished minutes, obviously by, down the pecking order when you look at all those center backs. was probably told to keep working hard and you'll get a minute. He gets to go into this game, had a, had a really good performance. Was involved in that penalty, but wasn't called, so water under the bridge. And then Seba Mendez, who I think surprised the people. Hey, he's right. there. He played two or three great balls. So, again, Steve got it right. De- regardless of who the players are that come off that bench, it seems like the right one. But Mahala is a very special situation. Yeah, He scored that incredible goal. I,
1: I, I get it. I, I see where, where Taylor's coming from. Uh, you take out Chicho and you bring in Mahala, and now you don't have a reference point. But the way LAFC was just taking it to Austin – you needed some legs and Chicho before he came out was gassed. Uh, he really couldn't press anymore, and that was what was so good—the ability to step up and press and put them under pressure. So I love I think that
0: embrace from Steve and Chicho. That was a moment I got a little right. emotional when that happened.
1: Yes, he got his goal. He was a little gassed. I think Mahalo was the right choice, and then you get you get to take Carlos out just a little bit later. But I, it was the right call. Continue with what's working there. Um, get some speed up there. You're not really needing – Chicho's not really holding up the ball for you because you're winning the ball up high, and then you're just go, go, going. So, I, again, I understand where Taylor's coming from as a center forward. He's probably always thinking center for, the way a center forward would think, and I get where his rationale is. But to your point, Steve knows his team and knows the changes and reads the game in such a way. Um, it's just a higher level.
0: One other thing I had with him is he kinda of suggested that this game could have been contested. A lot of people on Twitter were saying that, hey, if about bounce here, the penalty, V A R decision, uh the own goal, if this didn't happen I go, no, 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 no. Just no. look at this. No, 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 no. This was a runaway. And even if the penalty was called and even if the own goal went over the crossbar, LAFC wins this game. Austin's even if Ethan could.
1: Finley plays for, uh, even if come Ethan on.
0: Finley starts ahead,
1: we're of putting we're putting are all we of we're putting all of our eggs in the Ethan Finley basket. Yeah, like, come on, saying, he's a good player,
0: but not that. Good. They're saying Josh Wolf may got the lineup wrong. I go what?
1: No, I I could just say you 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 could understand that Ragoni likes to slow the game down, and Austin probably is going to need to play in a way that they need to go forward, forward, forward. But they just did not have the ball. They didn't. They really did not have control of any. Any field position of the ball. Um, so there was one. There was the one moment where it really didn't play out for Ragoni. Was there was the one time where they did get in tra- transition, and he just went horizontal and tried. He passed up two guys to go horizontal, but by that time, ilia got back, Cheeky got back. They were all able to surround him, and that was just kind of the the death knell for Ragoni, and he took him out shortly after. But. I don't think it was going to matter. If it's Finley in that position, I don't think it's going to matter.
0: Hats off to Austin FC for pushing LFC and having a great season. So uh, they had a great campaign, but this is where it was always going to end. And it did. One last thing, because mm-hmm. we talked about it, was people the discontent with people talking about, where's Gareth Bell, Christian Taylor, these high-profile signings? Yeah, they didn't play here. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, and we do care, but they are LAFC players. There will be LAFC players in all likelihood next season. We'll see about Teo. They're there at Males the behest head. of the coach. If we don't need them, then you don't use them. They made it, so why is there this pushback because they may have not played? It was like the big story. I go, wait a minute, LAFC qualify for MLS Cup. Well, you got people without Gareth Bale, you got like Christian people tw- playing in that game,
1: turning themselves inside and out like a like a pretzel, which they tend to do on uh, on Twitter with just the narratives. Yeah. Because remember what the narrative was coming into the season? How can you have Steve Trondalo? Yeah, like, he's a, a first-year coach for these. You, is he going to be able to tell Car- Carlos Vela? Well, he's clearly able to tell Carlos Vela when he wants him to go sub in and out. He's able to dictate the terms to Gareth Bale and to Christian Taylor. And by the way, these guys are – they're on board. Like, we watch them at training. They're not sulking and walking around and being like, yeah. I can't believe I'm not getting into the game. They're on board. Like, they're on board. So, again, it, the narrative seemed to flip to whatever kind of catering people for this week. But I would say – I, I look. Do you want to see a? Would you love to see a swan song Gareth Bale show up and score like the game winner in MLS Cup final? Yeah, but yeah. if he doesn't and LFC still wins, it's not a storyline.
0: Still there. He's still training, and uh, like you said, they're on board. You come in here, they're happy. They're here. They know they're part of something big, and you see it in them. There's and his no, contract is nothing.
1: guaranteed this summer. He'll be back next nothing. year. We'll see him,
0: and we'll see what happens. So from don't there. worry about it. Don't worry. It'll happen when it'll happen, and it's still there in the pocket for next year. Maybe he he takes off. So there you go. This is going to be an incredible week, and we are now uh, going to return with some of your favorite LAFC players. We're going to talk to them all week, get ready, ask them the questions about what their anticipations are, get their reactions about Austin FC, whatever you like. Inside LAFC, MVP Podcast, all week with the team ahead of their first MLS Cup. We're back here at LAFC PC, Inside LAFC, MVP Podcast. Thrilled to be joined by Sebastian Ibiaga. We're gonna talk about the Tuesday game, Sebastian. But I gotta, I gotta start with the Sunday question. game. Sunday game. Today's Tuesday. Today's Tuesday, and then you're, Saturday. You're doing great. Great. We're off to good stuff. <laughs> But I gotta talk to you about <laughs> Sunday's game. Yes. When you get word that at half you're gonna come in, uh, your reactions. What, what does one do uh, to be biggest game, obviously in your MLS career to go yeah. in there
2: to get the notification that you're going in second half yeah. Western Conference Final? Um, honestly, business as usual. I think. The way we train and the way I've trained with Steve and this whole staff they trust me 100% and I feel that trust and I'm super confident in my abilities and know that I'm able to hold it down whenever we need it and that's kind of what my mentality was going in and yeah obviously big game a little bit of nerves when you first step in but I got literally the first I think off the kickoff I got a header and I was like alright we're settled I mean, in let's go like yeah <laughs> yeah they
1: did they did send a long ball yeah. right
2: to you and I was like thanks yeah I was like perfect dig that." Like, this is well, exactly what i need to think it, yeah. and
1: let's be honest it, it, as max said it was a big game so i think a lot of people are maybe putting added emphasis to it but you've had to come in in a couple instances this year kind of cold in big moments and make and have a big performance so i want to ask you is your have you had to like change your kind of mindset or or that you said business as usual but it's got to be
2: weird right uh it is but i mean it's been kind of part of my role not only here, but at New York for a while as well. So it's, it's just kind of accepting your role as a player and understanding that. I mean, it's more than just 11, right? We have seven guys on the bench for a reason and you can be called upon. I mean, Mahala did it, came in, scored the third goal, killed him. And it's just stuff like that is understanding your role and just being a part of the team instead of thinking selfishly or, you know, just that, oh, I'm unhappy because of this and that. So that's kind of what it is, is like you said, I've had to step in at certain times this season and that's kind of just what my role has become here and I'm happy with it and we've obviously done well with it so I can't really complain.
1: Has that always been your personality though? Like, could you, if you were like your younger self was here and you were like, look man, uh, this is what we're gonna end up doing. What would your younger self say about like the kind of the role that you've taken on?
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think he'd be upset, but he'd obviously, you know, think he'd be like a starter Day yeah. Look, out. every player wants to yeah, start. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, But there's certain
1: yeah. that's that's what I'm saying. It's it's something yeah. you got to turn over in your For brain. Sure. It
2: feels yeah. like Yeah, and just kind of numb it out and understand that this is the uh, the team that has been picked. This is the 11. Doesn't really mean that you're not good enough or not, but you can still be called on at any point and you have to be make a difference or keep the level up as it was in that Austin game. Yeah. But that I see that collectively and forgive me that it shocks me a bit because maybe from my
0: very low level athletic prowess and some of the times I watch all Sports Center. You're watching these players that aren't playing. They're like kind of, but I, to a man, they, everyone here is on board, and it's obviously coming from the coach. Everyone's like, we understand this role. We are ready for whenever you're, you're uh, picked, to be, picked to put in there. Is that a unique thing? I guess collectively, when you see it and. The communication from Steve on down to you guys, what's it like to to keep you guys constantly engaged? Because we see it game to game. If it's not you, it is Mahala. If it's not Mahala, it's Franco. It's someone always coming in.
2: Yeah, I think it's a huge nod to the coaching staff. They've done a very good job. I don't want to call it egos cause I don't really actually think we have a lot of egos. So I don't I've, sense that here. Yeah, we have a lot of big you're players, the... <laughs> but it's not egos. It's just kind of confidence. And everyone does a good job in, you know, giving everyone – that confidence, and I think that's kind of what it is. So it doesn't matter whether I'm playing or Giorgio or Ryan or Franco. We all push each other in the same manner because we all want the same goal at the end of the day.
1: Let's talk about the the actual game and what went on in the game. Um, you don't have to get into specifics, but I think it was pretty obvious what the game plan was. Yeah. Uh, and Steve even comes out and says that, that to me was the best we played all season. I mean, you were here all week going through what they were taking you through um, and the instructions. So yeah. for you, it, did you guys like literally like just go down the list and you're like, we nailed every single thing yeah. we needed to I do? Yeah, I mean,
2: basically, yeah. I mean, I I was telling someone today it was one of the best, I think, weeks of training that we've had. Just at, from a top to bottom, everyone was engaged, everyone was working, everyone was you know talking, everything. And so it was just kind of – Stuff on a training pitch just flowing over into the game, and it just was perfect. And I think, like Steve said, it was, I think, the best that we've played as well, even, like, without the ball too. Yeah. Those extra days, because uh, you mentioned that full week. You got a full week. Cause yeah. You played the
0: Galaxy Thursday, and I think some people say 10 days too much. How would you – did the 10 days feel just about right because you got that full week?
2: Yeah. I think if you, you know, schedule it correctly, we had – I think it was two days off, three days of training, a day off, and four something like that. And I think the way they scheduled it, it was perfect because we were still able to get our normal four days into a game and everything like that. So uh, I don't think it was too much as long as you, you know, schedule it correctly.
1: How were you guys able to keep that level so high, though? Because honestly, I'm watching that first half. And uh, you guys are playing so well, and I'm, I I was telling everyone, like, I was nervous coming into it, and then literally 10 minutes in, I was like, I feel pretty good because yeah. they're playing so well. But I, I kept thinking, okay, halftime, there's going to be a little bit of response. And there was, really only because you guys yeah. gave up a few set pieces. Yes, yeah. Not, not necessarily them getting the play on you, yeah. but after you guys kind of got your footing and were like, okay, we, our foot's back on the ball, it was right back to 100 miles an hour. Yeah. And the ability at this point in the season to go, like, 100 miles an hour for 90 minutes, I, I I'm speechless yeah. to be honest with you and, uh, did you know that you guys could do that
2: i personally didn't think we could for 90 for a full 90 i it mean felt it, like it's 90 right yeah it's i mean it's a tough thing to do you yeah. ask any team to press for 90 minutes absolutely not but yeah i mean i was shocked too and now that I know we can do it, now we have no excuse going forward, no matter, obviously this next game, but even going into next season and all these other games, like, we have no excuse. Like, we know we can do it, especially in the big situations, which is the most important.
1: I love that you push it to next
2: season. Too. Yeah. Like we wow, do, no, yo, sure. We're we not talking about just one it's next game. Very like, this not off, yeah. off the radar. This is the legacy. Of we course. keep going. We go to Champions League. Yes. We can do this again. Yeah.
0: In the game, whether it was Giorgio or Jesus, Cheeky or Ryan Hollingshead or yourself, Uh, The defenders played such a a, a positive role in the attack. There's a higher line, obviously, these balls. Uh, Obviously, that's part of the game plan. But that's got to be exciting for you, defender, and also intimidating in ways because you need to have that whole-round game. But you guys, I mean, a lot of there's
2: playmaking going on right there. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, that's a big thing. We are, obviously, we have a certain style we want to play. Everyone knows that. But some teams, they know that, and they'll try to stop that. And we have to be dynamic in the ways that we can hurt teams. And, yeah, us playing out of the back, Murray had a couple, I think two or three really, really good uh, through balls uh, on Sunday. And that's kind of another threat that teams may not, you know, look to as much because maybe we don't do it as much. But it's always in the locker for that's sure. It's a big weapon, too. Yeah, cause, uh, with not Denis can on the left. Yeah, with Denis, he's popping in there. He's trouble. That's all I got to say.
1: Uh, we got to ask you about it because we'd be remiss to have you here or not. I'm going to yeah. ask you about from this uh, vantage point. I saw you after the game talking to Brad Stuver, and I yeah. saw you moving your foot and so I could tell exactly yeah. what we were talking about. Yeah. Uh, so tell us a little bit about penalty. It looked like what you were talking about. was like, you're like, look, I put my foot down but I I did not put any force in yeah. there and raise it up real quick. So yeah. There's nothing there.
2: Yeah, It was. I basically said, I mean, for goodness, brushed like, my big toe. Like, I put it there and I saw, I was like, oh, I'm not getting the ball, so I pulled out and he took a step and then fell. And so I was just kind of like, I could see why it looks like a penalty. I that's was the problem with anything VR, is, by yeah, the well, way, Anything in slow really looks like a penalty. And and right. I was more upset that we played on. They, the ref, called it because he was down, and yeah, he then took to take that yep. time to then look at the VAR. And I was like, wait, but we didn't stop playing. You called it dead, so that's what we were just talking about. But yeah, I mean, if it was called a penalty, I'd be like that is a very light penalty to call in this type of situation. Mm-hmm. But Referee agreed with you. Yeah, he did. And I was like, thank God. you got to be nervous when they yeah. go to that monitor. Though. I hate that monitor. <laughs> Wait. I hate it. <laughs>
0: well,
1: especially it, as an LAFC player. It yeah. just seems like any time the monitor's involved, it's not going to be good yeah. for us.
2: And I even but. saw it on the big screen after. I was like, it looks a lot worse on the big screen yeah. than it did, like, right there. So, yeah. You,
1: I thought that was a cool moment, though. Seeing yeah, it you, was. You talked to Super. I saw you with your former teammate, yeah. Alexander
2: Ring. They're good guys. And, I mean, big props to Austin. From what they did from last year to this year, it's wild. Yeah. Like, I feel like you don't see that. Not often from the franchise, so yeah, I had I have huge respect for that club and those players as well too. Same as same with us here, and we can't say that enough that they and they
0: really pushed you guys. Yeah, it really helped sure. you reach another level this season with the two regular season games yeah. leading into this. New York City FC were MLS Cup champions last year. Uh, I have to imagine from you, you see that that was your team and yeah. they're celebrating, and now you get your chance here. Yeah. and obviously one more game, but just your emotions, uh, knowing all those guys on the team. Obviously very happy for them, but knowing that maybe you could have yeah that moment now you might get that moment
2: yeah how are those emotions checked in there no nah, I mean it's an exciting time for sure I mean like you just said I wish I was there but funny story in preseason I was in the weight room and John walks up and he goes sorry obviously we traded for you <laughs> and I was like nah it's cool whatever <laughs> and then he goes but we'll get you one this year and now we have the opportunity to get one so I'm, I'm super excited and you know ready to work and just just fight it out yeah John Thornton always delivers. Look at that. He said it in January. John doesn't talk a lot, but when he does say something to you, you're
1: like, "Yeah, I'm legit. All right, I'm yeah. in." Uh, you guys, after the game, uh, we noted the celebration was like literally like raise it, let's go, get yeah. it in, the, in the locker room, and it seems like it's been that way. You know, even the Galaxy game, got it done, let's yeah. go. Uh, how have you how have you seen that? Uh, the kind of the I don't think it's a maturation. You guys are already all mature, but mm-hmm. just the way you guys are holding yourselves in every moment and just the the focus, laser focus on the goal. How have you seen that?
2: No, it's been good. I mean, we've always said, I mean, since playoffs started, we're like three games. That's what it is. We have to play three games. And we're now we're two down, we have one more, and that's kind of how we kept looking. It was great to win Supporter Shield, obviously great to win the Western Conference final and be Western Conference champs, but now the big test is, you know, the next one, and that's kind of what we're looking at and how focused we are on it something that sticks out
0: from uh, this playoff run that you you take obviously the big game coming up on Saturday but just being able to share that with these guys
2: Yeah. I... Yeah, I mean I don't I don't know. It's too many things. I mean this is my too first like deep playoff run. So I mean I feel like at the end of the day you always just remember all the guys you're with. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. The camar- uh, the camaraderie that you get and just, you know, fighting beside each other and winning. I think the Austin game just in as a whole, you know, winning a game that big with the guys that you've been with for what, eight, nine months, ten months, like that's kind of the cherry on top. What about the reaction
0: from I'm obviously the supporters, but something different but walking around town. I'll give an example at the airport. There's all these MLS Cup logos and oh, so forth. Nice. It's very exciting. But yeah. it feels I mean, we've been with this league and some of these MLS Cups may and it's still early in the week, Tuesday may not resonate, but this one yeah certainly I mean, feels a little
2: different. M L S Cup in LA was bound to happen at some point, right? So and at our stadium at the bank it's going to be insane and it's going to be exciting and it's going to be a lot of fun so i'm i mean i can't wait yeah i can't wait
1: i we all can't wait. we're going to be
2: here all week (laughs) take your time enjoy the week though
1: that's how that's how we're killing time because if you and i had too much time on our hands god (laughs) god help us
0: we will be here all week all week with the players with the club we're very excited about we get great conversations with quality people like Sebastian Ibiaga. So rate, review, download, subscribe, tell a friend. We'll see you again Wednesday and throughout the week leading all the way to MLS Cup on a Saturday. See you soon.